Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Colossal Soprano. Go! The premier destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award-winning play-by-play man Dan Dibley. Squirt! And international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, it's a Magic Johnson edition of Golasso Supremo. Why, you ask, Rick? Because goal—boo! Goal! It's also Halloween. It's the thirty-second edition of Golasso Supremo. That's who you think of? Was that his number? It I guess just popped it was. in real quick. It, it's oh. been a number of people's numbers, yeah. including. Uh, I believe it's my tip right now, or it's 32 for <laughs> Liverpool, as we uh, cross wildly wow. into football. Yeah. I always think uh, Jack Tatum, Marcus Allen, you know, OJ. Yes. But I guess Magic was 32. Yeah. OJ, I didn't really necessarily want to go there. Uh, Speaking but, of Halloween. Yeah. Oh, boy, yeah, it gets no scarier than that. It is Golasso Supremo. We have lots to talk about. Certainly, it's a Champions League action as we're halfway through group play. We always like to touch on that the Premier League action is coming up again. I believe it's match day 11, if I'm not mistaken. Game week 11, that's coming up this weekend. We've got some controversy, as they say, when it comes to your beloved Carabao Cup as Liverpool's advanced, but they may not have time for your precious event. And an international break afoot again. But first, Rick, we would be remiss if we didn't start with good old America. You to the S to the mother... Can A, Christian Pulisic, not one, not two, but three goals for Chelsea. What does this mean for Christian, for Chelsea, for American soccer, for the good old U.S. of A, Rick? Well, it means something for everybody involved there. It's, uh, you know, the first Premier League hat trick by an American since Dempsey did it for Fulham, the only other American really to get a shot at, at doing such a thing like that. Um, you know, think about Americans, think about some defenders and some uh, goalkeepers. Uh, John Hark's really the first guy to score from uh, midfield. Not a lot of USA strikers. Landon Donovan with a lone spell at Everton. But uh, this is great for Christian. As you know, I, I don't like Chelsea, but I love Christian Pulisic. And anything that makes him better, that's fine. And I'm happy for him. Um, it's huge for Chelsea, as we know, that they can't add anyone in January in the transfer window, so they need some of those youngsters to come through. Recalling Tammy Abraham was a great thing from his loan spell as well. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, in England start tweeting out Captain America stuff after something like that happens. And that's pretty cool because an American actually is able to score at that level. It's something that we haven't yet seen in Mm -hmm. the better part of a generation. Landon Donovan's tour so to speak, was not necessarily a successful one. Clint Dempsey had a good run, mm-hmm. but by and large, the biggest American interloper to have success would be Tim Howard. Although DeAndre Yedlin's having a nice little career. He was all right. Brian McBride was Everton's captain at one point. True. Um, so, I mean, he did a well. Carlos Bocanegra was Fulham's captain at one point, which was good. But uh, Pulisic is the best player we've ever had at his age, doing what he's doing. I think Landon Donovan was probably just as good. It's just that when he went to Bayer Leverkusen, he came home homesick twice. One time his girlfriend made him come home. Uh, but speaking of Team USA, there was also some big news out of Ajax, is that Sergio Dest 
has declared that he will play full internationals for the United States. Wow. That's a huge thing. He's born and raised in Holland, um, but his dad was American. He, it's not a surprise in the fact that he's come up through the USA national ranks. He knows everybody. He knows he's going to start. But he also knows that he could have been picked for Holland as well. And I think it's just a question of he knows the setup. He knows his friends with Team USA. He also knows Holland is a way better team. And he probably thought, you know what? I'm just going to stick where I know I'm going to be a star. Yeah, know I'm going to get playing time because you look at that Dutch team, and I know it's been the better part of a couple of World Cups now where they've they've fallen short of the bar in Euro. They haven't made it now. It looks like they will qualify in this next cycle, but that's a pretty deep team, especially when you start to think about field players and what's still to come for a Dutch side that's trying to rejuvenate and resurrect itself. Yeah, and I just hope that we can get out of the USA management. I mean, you think about names like Julian Green, and and here's Des, 18 years old, starting for Ajax. I mean, you hope you can take this team and coach it up properly. This is why I'm always against having an American head coach. And it's funny, as I bring that up, we heard the news this week that Vlatko Andonovsky is the new head coach of the women's national team, which was a real surprise for me. You start to read how he's been around, and I guess it's you not that surprising. You didn't have Vlatko on your radar? <laughs> I did not have Vlatko on my radar at all. Um, and it's, uh, once again, a man, and we've had that before. We've had a few of them, Anson Dorrance and Tony DiCicco and some other guys. Um, but uh, your your thoughts on Vlatko taking on the greatest women's team ever? It's about time he got a shot, quite frankly. <laughs> I, I've had my eye on Vlatko uh, ever since he was a little Vlatko. <laughs> Rick, I, I can't even pretend. I've never heard of him. <laughs> and I just look at this women's team, especially the last cycle, where you know what's come out of the World Cup victory. It's been the idea of equal pay, which they absolutely should receive. Mm. They're as much a draw as the men's team, and they're far more successful. And in a sport like soccer, where the travel is quite similar and the expectations actually are greater on the women, they should be getting the same recompense. Additionally, though, you had the narrative that Carly Lloyd was unhappy with her playing time, even though the United States, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they won the World Cup. And yet Carly Lloyd didn't play as much as she would have thought she deserved. And quite frankly, most of us would have thought she probably should have played more, but you went out and you won the cup anyway. So probably ill-timed remarks, in my opinion, to come out after the fact and, and have that complaint. So Slotko, as he comes in, Mr. Slotko. Vlatko. Vlatko. I thought the mm-hmm. V was silent. Uh, <laughs> and assuming it's VS. He comes in and he has unique challenges, though, because this is not a low-profile team and a low-profile sport. This is a very popular team, especially here in the U.S. I'm glad you brought up the Carly Lloyd thing because that happened when our when I was in Europe for a couple of weeks and we didn't do any shows. And and do you remember about a month or two ago I talked about of all the team that I have interviewed and all the great athletes on the women's national team that I had the privilege to interview, she was the most hard boiled. Remember I said she was just you know she didn't seem like she had a real jovial personality that day. Now she might have been having a bad day. I thought her statements were bordering on lunacy, that she was only a sub. And as you used to say on your morning show, cries me a river. Thank you. Because hey, brother. What, what a joke. I came on as a sub in the World Cup final. It was the worst time of my life. Right. That was the one that hit me. That and, was, and the, that was like, my takeaway. Shut your pie hole. 
it's the worst time of your life being a sub in a World Cup final. Right. It's just, I can't, I can't deal with it. Yeah, that was a tough one, and I'm glad that you uh, reminded me to cycle all the way back around to that one. And a new coaching change for the U.S. women's national team, and all the best to the gals as they go forward. It's really a team that you got to enjoy watching, just the way they play, the way they share the ball. Megan Rapino, such an unbelievable threat down the wing, and, of course, Alex Morgan, the Talis woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pregnant, by the way. And, by the way, me not being full-time here at 95.7 is the worst time of my life. That's a little rough, right? <laughs> well, and if only we, uh, we these, had the same level of success as these, the ladies. These last eight years here have been the worst time of my life. Speaking of which, I know mm. last weekend you were on the air during uh, the big, big showdown, Tottenham v. Liverpool, and Mm -hmm. in the first minute, probably right before you went on the air, you were able to enjoy the first minute tally from Harry Kane, but Mm -hmm. after that, how did you like the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Well, you know what? And I'll say this, and it doesn't, that and 9.50 will get me a cup of coffee in San Francisco, (laughs) but Tottenham played that game very well, I would say, for three quarters of that game, and they were committed. That's something that we haven't seen a lot of. Um... I know somebody put a stat that uh, Gazaniga created more chances than than Erickson. And I say, hello, Serge Aurier stupidly kicks a guy in his calves in the box. If that doesn't happen, it's a draw. So, you know, he's not a guy that probably should be starting. But that's different than getting beat down like we did against Bayern Munich. And I was at that game, as you know, in London. A right proper thrashing. That was a thrashing, no doubt about it. Uh, it was a howler. If a guy, a stupid player makes a stupid mistake, you think that sucks. But we're at the point right now uh, where, you know, we're four points above the drop zone or whatever, where it's just like, hey, you know what? We went to Anfield and we played them as good as anybody has played them. And we should have drawn that game. And so I'll take what I can from that as Tottenham on Sunday will be at Goodison. Tottenham on 12 (laughs) points, level with the Wolverhampton Wanderers, Burnley, and Brighton Hove, and Brighton and Hove Albion. Not the usual company with which you're used to keeping, Rick. <laughs> I think the the weirdest one is, I think, I think we're a point behind West Ham. The Hammers. Yeah. And also Bournemouth. Uh, Sheffield United with a nice plucky little run so far. And Man U, it's really bunched up between about sixth place and, say, down to 17. I got to uh, interview name dropping. I don't know if you're under 30, maybe you don't know. I got to interview uh, the main protagonist from Def Leppard the other day. Wow. Joe Ellison and more. Uh, Rick, uh, the one armed drummer, Rick. Uh, Not Rick Perry. Now, I forgot. But anyway, they're from Sheffield. And I said, Are you guys more Hillsborough or are you more Bramall Lane? And they're like, Oh, United. We're back in the Premier League. Oh, they were over the moon. And I said, I did pick you guys to survive. And they're like, Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Sorry. I'm glad you didn't remind them that I picked them to go down, <laughs> go right back down. Well, I didn't tell them that I predicted that uh, Tottenham would win the Premier League either. I kept shtum on that yes, one. Yes, it is yeah. Golasso Supremo, Dan Dibley, Rick Tittle. Speaking of howlers, uh, Southampton nil. Lester, nine goals. Not 19, like the Paul Hardcastle song. Yes, very to which good. I was Bling. referring. The but, average nah, combat nah, nah, soldier in Vietnam was 19. 19. 19. 
But I know what was going on. I'll 19, never, 19. I'll, I'll never forget being in uh, Fun in the island of Odense in Denmark at a party where they just had that on a loop. <laughs> of course and they did. probably the most beautiful girls I've ever seen in my life. And to their credit, they, they wanted nothing to do with me. Uh, oh. F- F-Y-N pronounced Fun. Gotcha. I was 19. I was 19 at the time. No, 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 19. 19. You and didn't that, know what was going on. And the thing was, I was so sick of that song because they played the hell out of it. Right, right. And How uh, do you say Rick struck out in Danish? Because uh, <laughs> that apparently is No, happened. I was like, but it was it was the kind of thing where it's like, you know, hey, how you doing? And it's just a pure frown. And I'm like, I re- <laughs> that's exactly what I would do if I was a girl. I would just give an immediate frown. Bless them for realizing early on. Lester 9, Southampton, Nil. That's just ridiculous. And if you are a Saints fan, and that was at St. Mary's too, I believe, right? Yeah. I've been to that stadium and it's uh it's it's there's no excuses. If you ship seven to Bayern Munich, there are no excuses. Nine in the Premier League, that's that's what would happen maybe if you're a crawly town. You know, that shouldn't happen to a Premier League. There was an early red in that one, but uh, still to give up a nine spot is fairly painful. Man City getting it done without Sergio Aguero, who continues to get the vanilla ice treatment. Ice, ice, baby. Mm -hmm. Too cold, too cold. So he's over on the bench. Manchester United, nice win 3-1 over Norwich. And speaking of Manchester United, this is a good way to segue into your precious, beloved Carabao Cup. Yeah. As we have the round of 16. Mm -hmm. How about the goal? for Marcus Rashford off of the set piece in their victory to get to the final eight. Wow. That was a great goal, and I mentioned Crawley Town because they lost to Colchester. That should have been Tottenham. They would have drawn Crawley Town had they dispatched Colchester. Mm. So <laughs> all, wow. the, all, the, all the best there. Um, but that kind of leads into uh, your your tweet that I retweeted, something that Jurgen Klopp had to say. Yes, the the clopper, as we like to call him, not yeah. Klopp the plop. Klopp Jürgen. on, Klopp <laughs> off, the Klopp clopper. on, Klopp off. <laughs> I have actually the clapper Do you uh, really? at home, yeah. You can plug two things in and you have one that's, and one that's the three. I don't have that, but coming back from Europe, I now have the clap. <laughs> nice, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, and shout out to uh, Protected Sex Everywhere. Yeah. We recommend it. Mm. Jurgen Klopp, Rick. They were able to beat Arsenal on a penalty kick shootout 5-5. What a game. Yeah, crazy game. What an exciting match between a couple of second teams. But I digest, as we like to say. He's now saying that the schedule is going to be too crowded in December for them to even contest their match. They've got Champions League. They've got Premier League. And now they've got this cup as well. All of these things coinciding to where he's saying it's a scheduling nightmare. He won't play it. That's just millennial crybaby stuff. It's like saying a pitcher can't throw over 100 pitches. It's just you get you get acclimated to these things. And you think about Liverpool who refused to lose. It was Origi that got that late goal to send it to Pens. He was the guy that hit the second goal in the Champions League final. This is why if you want to manage in England, you're managing with the big boys. You have two domestic cups. We have seen over the years Alex Ferguson... Arsene Wenger, they wanted nothing to do with the League Cup. And they just would send out their their youth team. Liverpool has enough players that if they want to do that, they can send out their their youth team. But um, it, that, that's up to them. And if they want to make that decision. But to me, it gives a bad psychological um, precedent when you say there are too many games for us to succeed. Well, then what do your charges think? They go, well, he's in charge. He should know. 
Yeah, that's not the most important of all your campaigns. That's the least important campaign. But to say, mm, we can't do it, it's like, well, you just shut up and play soccer. But they do have another commitment because of this newfound cockamamie World Cup of club, the FIFA Club World Cup. So That's because a joke. they won the Champions League. That's a joke. N- now they're in on the FIFA Club World Cup. So it's not just Champions League and the Carabao Cup and your regular Premier League duties, which, by the way, they have a six-point lead, and they're trying to get the trophy that eluded them last year. But now you've got, in this very same week, you're supposed to be in Dubai. I'm, I'm sorry, in, in Qatar yeah. for this event. All the while, you're supposed to be playing Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup. So That's a relatively new thing. What did they have the final last year? Tokyo? I mean, do we even remember? It's a, it's a stupid waste of time. And uh, no one, no. I mean, you and I, do we remember who won it and the score? And no clue. No, because we don't care. It's not important. So I'm going to give it, as you do the League Cup, I'm going to give it the Dan Dibley League Cup treatment. And that one, you should send a plane with your reserves. Like, everybody should be a reserve. That I you don't send think out FIFA there. would appreciate that if you didn't send your true global stars. And I, I would imagine that that cup <clears throat> commands a lot bigger prize money than the Carabao Cup quarterfinal certainly would. By the way, speaking of prize money, Liverpool just got out of their deal with New Balance to sign with Nike. Because they had a deal with New Balance saying, hey, you have to match the 30 million pound mark that Nike said. And New Balance was like, okay, we'll do it. And they go, yeah, but Nike's offering us more. And New Balance said, well, that's not the deal. They had to go to court. They won their case. Liverpool is printing money. But I understand what you're saying. If FIFA gets mad, all you got to do with FIFA is pay them off, though. And uh, slip I've a little, never heard slip such <laughs> maneuvers. Not <laughs> with my beloved FIFA. Envelope under the hotel room door. It's just fascinating when you see all these competitions. And, you know, we're making somewhat light of the situation because these guys are all multimillionaires and they're just playing a game of soccer. So, mm-hmm. for God's sakes, go out there and at least put in a 60-minute shift. But yeah. all these competitions, all of this scheduling, all this travel, it doesn't serve to produce the best possible product. Um, you can make a point like that, and I agree with you. But then again, you know, these are the guys in the front of the plane that are laying down. Not like me. I was in a Sizzler high chair on the way to Europe. Uh, so it's a, a little, little cramped. <laughs> did you get crayons at least? Uh, to say the least, <laughs> I did with my peanuts. Nice. But uh, and plus the fact, you know, to them, a long flight is three hours. They have a completely different perspective. So. Um, you know, like I said, when you manage in England, you know there are two domestic cups, and you know we've seen a great—I just mentioned—a great Scottish and a great French manager come in and treat it like crap. Uh, it's whatever you want to call it. If you don't win any silverware, you want that league cup. But Liverpool's like, we're trying to win the league, as you know, for the first time since you know the Kenny Dalglish era, and we're trying to defend the Champions League. The hell we care about that? Oh yeah, and the FA Cup, which we do care about. I understand the perspective, but still, quit. Quit crying about it. It's Golasso Supremo. Dan Dibley, Rick Tittle here, giving you all of the soccer goodness from the, the great global game. Hopefully, Rick, you'll be able to regale us with a story oh, yes. coming up. I uh, have one, yes. As always. It's and, from uh, last night. Oh, let's hear it then. I, let's Forget the tease. Let's go straight to the meat. Well, if you remember, if you were listening to episode 31, and who could forget it? Never. I invited you to uh, the uh, Quakes Media Night game. And that it was, was last night, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. Uh, I almost called you, but I thought if you were interested, you would have 
contacted me. Did you uh, play on the main field? Yes. Wow. We played in Avaya Stadium, and um, I was a little worried because, as you know, I'm a little heavy. Not, <laughs> not at my playing weight. Got a little bit of a beer gut. Um, but it's funny. When I showed up and I saw the other members of the media, my nickname was Skinny. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to toot my own horn, we played two games. I played up front, and I realized that the guys on my team wouldn't pass for me. I made far post runs time and time again. We're playing the front office, and they're all soccer guys in their 20s. So the first game... Um, we lose three to nothing. We have a halftime. I look at my phone. It says Astros two nothing. Now after the game, there's free dinner and beer in the club, which in the club level is right there on the field, as you know. Second game, I put on the gloves, and I the whole game's played in my box. Save, 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 save. <laughs> two of them, not my fault. It was like a two on none break. One of them I should have had. I'll, I'll let you know. I should have had it. One time a guy was on a break and I dove and I punched his foot as he was kicking it. It went out for a corner. It was a great save. But then I thought, you know, I could have broken my hand right now. Or his foot. Right. And so no one was wearing shin guards, you know, I didn't have a cup on. But cleats? anyway, we, oh yeah, it was all cleats. Sure. Everybody was wearing cleats. I had some, I had some, a nice pair of cleats on. We won the second game 4-3. Now, um, and then I just to stand between the sticks in the middle of an empty stadium, it's just so cool to get that perspective. The grass was almost as high as like a, a, an outdoor rug. It was so small. Every time I stepped on the grass, I just aerated it. My cleats sunk way in. It was Incredible. so soft. Yeah. But then I look at my phone right when the game ends. It says 3-2 Nationals in the 8th. I leave the free beer. I leave the free food because they don't have any TVs. No one cares. I try to get it on my phone. It won't work. So I go to the Bronco Hut. The college bar at Santa Clara, and I watched the end of the game there. But it was uh, it was super fun. I was surprised that I mean I'm so sore today I can't even tell you. But I'm surprised that my fat ass <laughs> played the whole game and made run after run after run. How I'm, long were these games? They were a half hour each. So two thirty minute games. Yeah. Basically. Okay. And I I I made some. I didn't make any dumb errors. As a, I made some really nice passes. So for my old ass, <laughs> for my, I wanted a goal, damn it. That's what I wanted to come on and brag about a goal, but I can't lie. I didn't get one. And you guys didn't score. Now, when you were between the pipes, all of a sudden the offense opened up. And so I'm to be led to believe that... Uh, the service yes, from the back. <laughs> the service. Because when you got between the pipes... All of a sudden, now the floodgates opened and your team was able to put four on the board. We had one guy on our team. He was a very crafty guy with an orange beard. And after where we were talking and I said, did you play in college? And he said, I'm a high school senior. <laughs> These kids today with their beards, Dan. Yeah, I've got one myself. Wow. Got an 18-year-old who uh, can get the neck beard with the, with the best of them. Wow. Yeah, How about Andrew Luck neck beard, huh? Yeah, a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Uh, uh, these kids today, Rick. Yeah. Uh, let's, that's an awesome story, by the way. And I, you got to come next loved, year. Yeah, I would have yeah. loved to go, but uh, I did have other appointments. And there so. were some people there. I mean, there was one guy from the front office who was marking me, and he said, "Are you Rick Tittle?" And I went, "Yeah." And he goes, "No, oh, I love you, dude." And then I thought, "I hope you mean on the air, <laughs> <laughs> not because we're trading sweat, sweat." But I mean, you're a much bigger name down there. You should come next time. I will, without yeah. a doubt. Without a doubt. That's a yeah. miss on my part because I, yeah. I got these high-top cleats. They're baseball oh. cleats, but uh, I'm pretty wicked left foot, right foot, too. Baseball, so do you have the front spike you got to I may on? have, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, they're not spikes. They're just old-school rubber. But, 
Right, but the referee is not going to let you on the pitch. Just keep that hush-hush. Yeah, there's no ref for this, I'm sure. <laughs> they didn't have a referee, did they? Well, Chris Dangerfield came over at halftime and he goes, all right, fellas, attack down the outside, let him through the middle. We're like, thanks, coach. <laughs> oh, he was coaching, not playing. <laughs> he he was kind of he just came over for five seconds and then left. Did Anthony Passarelli play? Um, you know, the I don't play know. Play-by-play announcer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know what he looks like. Okay, all right. He might have. We'll have to table that for uh, next time. Okay. Uh, week eleven, match day eleven in the Prem. Let's just take a quick uh, gander here. Mm. You've got Manchester United at Bournemouth. What do you think of Man U and the way they've started to? Maybe figure it out a little bit in the the post Lukaku post Pogba era. Well, this is uh, not that those but Pogba is you know surplus to requirements, but still Bournemouth is a pretty Does good team. Does Pogba even play anymore? Is the well, point. he's got a uh, isn't he have a knock? Gotcha, gotcha. The dreaded knock. <laughs> the knock. The one month knock. He's knackered. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth is an interesting team. I'm actually I wouldn't even call this a trap game because that's when you don't expect it. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this goes. By the way, Bournemouth, probably the worst logo of any top flight side worldwide. It's basically a woman with her neck wrenched back in a very painful position with (laughs) wet hair like she came out of room 237 in the Overlook Hotel, heading a ball straight up. Great logo. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, The logo that's amazing is the Norwich logo, the Canaries with the green and the yellow. They are at Yes, Brighton and Hove Albion, so that should be a fun one there. Man City hosting Southampton, and uh, one of the big lopsided ones, it appears, would be Watford, Vicarage Road hosting Chelsea. Watford's going to be without six players, I believe, in that one, and they've been just dreadful so far this season. A London derby, any which way you can get it, why not? Tottenham at Everton, Rick, your Sunday 8.30 spot. Uh, Will you be on the air during that time? Yes, I will. (laughs) Be doing Raiders pregame. I'll at least be able to get to see the uh, the first half. But uh, two teams very much underachieving, and Everton was up three uh, one late. I forgot who they were playing last week. They ended up or was up two one late. They ended up losing three two, and uh, they had a horrific VAR situation in that game as well. And Everton fans are crying about that. But Everton, man, they, if, if Tottenham and Everton, even when Everton's good, that's kind of like Tottenham's bogey team. They always beat Everton. So knocking on Formica here, that'll be an interesting test to see who really is crappier right now. And VAR may be crappier than both sides mm. so far this year. Yeah. What do you make of VAR so far through 10 match days in the Premier League? I predicted unmitigated failure and so far... I don't know if it's been an unmitigated failure, but it certainly hasn't been a success in my opinion. I think VAR would work much better and not be so controversial if you had a red challenge flag. It shouldn't be, let's stop, they're going to take a look upstairs. It it should be something where the manager would say, hold on a minute, I want this one replayed. And it could be like the NBA. Even if you get it right, you don't even get to use it again. Um, Now they say, well, what if it happens again later in the game? Um, I just, I, I hate the fact that if somebody's shoulder is infinitesimally offside by a single hair, that it doesn't count. That's not why it was invented. But uh, you're right. It's a mess. I like it on the one hand. I'm glad we have it on the one hand because we've seen so many injustices over decades of soccer. Just horrific injustices. <laughs> Excuse me. But... 
the way it's working right now, I think it's getting warped into. I mean, like I said, the last week the Italians are going to use it to search the crowd now. So what's next? Right, full on surveillance is uh, where we're headed. Yeah, hang I in guess. there. Thank it's you. Rick Tittle and Dan Dibley here at the yeah. cl- at the close end of the no here. the no cough button studio. Yeah, it's you know you got to do it raw. You got to <laughs> do it live. You got to do it the best you can. I don't know if you saw much of the uh, MLS semifinals, but we now have the finals matchup is set. Toronto FC eliminating Atlanta USC. They had it on the big board when we were warming up at Avaya yesterday. And I remember looking up and just thinking to myself, Michael Bradley is getting paid to play soccer. It's just not a good look. Because he's a little long in the tooth? Uh, He's horrific, too. The fact that he's... (laughs) It's a bad look for MLS. It would be like if you and I went in the NBA and we were all-stars. That'd be really bad for the NBA. Probably wouldn't help the profile of the league. (laughs) Probably not. uh, It would water it down, to say the least. Yeah, Atlanta will not uh, defend... It's title. It, now, when you see a playoff... Is that who won last year? Yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> and that's kind of where I was leading this, is yeah. the general idea of playoffs in soccer of this nature. Does that offend you more than the 28th team coming in, or does 28 teams offend you more than having a playoff? I, I don't mind playoffs. Americans, we like playoffs. We don't really understand how you play, and then you add up the points and see who won. We kind of think... And some people think the FA Cup is like the winner of all the playoffs. They do have playoffs in England when it comes to promotion for the teams that are, um, you know, a four, five, uh, three, two. I should say three, four, five, six, which yeah. is interesting. But you mentioned a shout out to our friends. Uh, my brother lives in Sacramento. The Union have been awarded uh, being a franchise, and they're going to come in. What is it? In two years. And um, if you're going to add a team, and I, there's a lot of cities that want teams, and I guess they're not going to stop until they get to 60 teams, uh, it seems like. But congratulations to the Sacramento Union. They're going to build a soccer-specific stadium. It's not the Sacramento Republic? It's oh, the, it's the Republic. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, no, Who were, was the Union? Was that their... Philadelphia Union. Philadelphia Union. See, I'm so patriotic. Always that, have uh, they, been. <laughs> Sac Republic. No, it's... Congratulations just, to the Sacramento Independents. For coming into DC United, the Republic. I mean, yes, thank you. It's always difficult when there's so many of these different names that pop up. That's I, why it's better in the Canadian Football League. Eight teams, two called Rough Riders. Right. Keep it simple. It's like any college Wildcats. They must oh, be the Wildcats or so many. A million. You know when you talk about yeah. your Arizonas and whatnot. Villanova, yeah. Arizona taking on Nova. Right. Go Wildcats. Exactly. It keeps it simple. <laughs> right. I would like to see them get to. 40 teams, honestly, wow. and then do promotion relegation. Divide it up. If you get to that, MLS, I know you're out there listening. Commissioner Garber, if you're still in charge, if not, apologies on losing the gig. But, Commish, get to 40, promotion and relegation, and I'll be your biggest fan. By the way, when St. Mary's plays Iona, go Gales. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.